Hi, and welcome to Coffee and Pearls, 15 Minutes of Wisdom for Catholic Moms. I'm Sterling Jakewith, and following up from last episode on ways that screens are robbing us of our lives, I wanted to talk about how my children use technology in my house. Um, so my kids are 8, 6, 2, no, I'm sorry, I missed one. Eight, six, four, two, almost one, and almost born. So the one-year-old and the almost born one will both have birthdays in September. And so we haven't, none of the kids have cell phones yet. Um, so I can't really speak to what our teenager rules are going to be. But I will tell you what our rules are and kind of how we evolved to that. So in total fairness, and transparency. I want to say that my kids, when I only had Rose and Poppy, and I imagine at this time they were like three and one. They're technically two and a half years apart, but somewhere around those ages, right? Three and one. I remember leaning on Netflix at that time to get things done, like to cook something or just for a break. Um, and I, I remember, you know, picking really s- slow shows uh, slow, I, I mean like Puffin Rock, right? Where the characters actually move slowly and it's kind of geared more towards babies instead of something really fast-paced um, with complex uh, storylines, right? So I, I definitely did that. I feel so strongly against screen time now. I wonder if I had to relive that time if I would have cut it out. And what I would have done instead. But just to be completely honest, I didn't do that when we lived through those ages. So I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure that I wish I would have leaned on more audiobooks, I think, in that time and made that special or something else uh, had I had the information that I have now. But now, currently, with my kids eight and younger, um, they get... I'm just going to say pretty much no screen time. We allow them to watch a movie on Sunday. And one reason for that is I was tired of talking about it all the time. I was tired of regulating when they got to watch something and when they didn't. And I want to say it was one or two years ago. I've been pregnant for so long that the years have kind of smushed together, you guys. But uh, it's been a long time now since we've done this only screen time on Sundays thing. And it's been such a huge blessing because they we don't talk about it anymore. And I don't even have to think about, are they going to be able to, should they watch Magic School Bus? I heard there was one episode that wasn't great. Does that mean we don't watch the rest of them? Um, you know, and there were just, there's so many choices and it's so hard to, you know, and obviously I'm not watching all of it to decide if it's okay. I think we all have that pure intention, but I don't have time for that. <laughs> and so... They watch a movie on Sundays. Sometimes we do that as a family. Sometimes my husband and I will put something on for them that they want to see again. Again, again. (laughs) And then he and I will go play a game and do something else. And so that's where we're at in terms of television. When they were younger and we had a tablet, we got our first tablet when Rose was five, I think. So again, younger than five, I didn't even have any rules about that. Um, I put some educational games on there. I think we tried out ABC Mouse and the one with Monster in it, maybe Reading Monster. 
Anyway, a couple things. I did a lot of research and tried to pick things. But what I found about almost all of the educational games, really almost all of them, is that the kids would have to do some lessons and then that would enable them to like earn enough points or something to get into the game side of the app. And then there was never a timer on the game side of the app. So they could do five minutes of learning and then 45 minutes of whatever the game was. And I really didn't like that. If it really had just been an educational app and they could have just done the educational stuff, I would have been okay with that. But I just still couldn't find one that locked down both aspects. Because I I wouldn't have even minded, you know, five minutes of learning how to read or doing math and then two to three minutes of games and then flipping back. Like, I think that's great. But I couldn't find that. Um, And I, I would even be willing to pay for that. I wasn't even trying to like cheap out and only do free ones. But there was just way too many upsell pop ups that would come up too many games And it felt a lot more like video games than it did learning. So I want to say a a year after we had been trying things for a while, I just kind of cut it out. And I've noticed that my oldest, who's kind of a melancholic, she's a high C. If you know the disc system, she's a high C personality. She doesn't really like screen time that much. But my second daughter, who's a lot like me, um, very outgoing, energetic, compulsive. Um, she just gets so sucked into those things. And as soon as she experiences anything digital, that's all she wants to do. And I hate watching that transformation in her. And so we decided to cut out all of the iPad stuff too. They don't even touch it anymore. So what they do have now is they have an old iPhone. And through the old iPhone, they can listen to a couple Pandora stations, and they can listen to audiobooks either through the Audible app or through Overdrive, which is what hooks into your library. So we can get ones from the library and they can listen to it through that. Um, and even that, this summer I've had to limit because I was noticing if I wasn't paying attention to them, they would do it for four hours. And of course, audiobooks, it's great. I want them to hear great stories. They love, you know, the Narnia series. And we have a lot of rural doll books. And they love the Wizard of Oz. I mean, these are great things, but nothing is great for four hours. And so I've had to limit that time or say, look, you have to be outside for an hour first and get all your chores done. And then you guys can listen to audiobooks. And they often are doing something else when they're listening to audiobooks, like coloring or building something. And I feel totally fine about that. And I love that we're building a family of readers, even if they're listening to the books, it has made them into better readers. And they talk about books all the time, which I love. I mean, that just makes me so happy. And so now at this point, that is what they have. And I'm not really planning on changing it until something requires me to. Um, I don't know at what point kids should learn how to type and write papers and things like that, but I, we haven't hit that point yet. And so we're not doing that. Um, so I just wanted to explain kind of that is our current situation with television. They don't do anything on computers. And every time I feel bad about that, I think, you know what? Steve Jobs didn't let his kids do anything online. 
He didn't give them iPhones or iPads. He knew how dangerous they were, and so he didn't even let his own kids do that. They don't need this stuff. My husband was reading something that said that if we were to take kids who were raised like in the middle of nowhere and had a hunter-gatherer lifestyle and no technology, they would adapt to our technology in like two weeks. Like in two weeks, they would figure it out. Whereas the reverse, if we were to take our children and put them into the middle of nowhere into a hunter-gatherer situation, they would not even know where to begin to take care of themselves. And I'm not advocating that we all become homesteaders and teach our kids how to like kill animals with a bow and an arrow. Um, But the point is... They can learn this stuff in a very short period of time later. Let's keep them young. Let's keep them unplugged. And you can do it. Now, I didn't have, you know, 10 years of my kids doing tech and then taking it away from them. But they did have tech for a couple years, you know, both Netflix and then the iPad. And then I did take it away from them. And I sat down with them and I said, I'm sorry. I know those things seem fun. But we're not going to do that in our family. It's not a good use of time. It's not what I want you to be doing. Um, Here are some other things that you can do. And I've, I've listed all the, you know, outdoors things or art things that they can do instead. And I just told them that's how it was going to be. And I let them whine about it for a week. I gave them like a week grace period of like, oh, can we do that? (laughs) Um, And then after the week was up, I said, okay, now there's going to be consequences for you asking me or whining, which is usually just you have to go to your room or you have to go outside. I mean, it's not a big consequence, but just to make them aware of what they were asking. And so I want to challenge you on why your kids need screen time at all. Why do they need it every day? Why do they need it for two hours a day? What are they getting out of it? Are the educational apps really teaching them anything? Or are they just jacking up the dopamine in their brains to getting them to play games? And you know it's not good for them because they're crazy monkeys when they're done, right? My kids are never as naughty as when they're done doing anything that has to do with screens, And that was the other thing that made me a big believer in it, is that even when I would let them watch Netflix like two years ago, they would all be horrible people afterwards. And I'd be like, why am I doing this to myself? Now, I will say, one of the fun things we do for the Easter octave is they get to watch a movie every single day for the Easter octave. So that's one way that we really like ham up those eight days of Easter and try to set ourselves apart from secular people who, you know, don't celebrate Easter in the same way. And because they don't get it, it's so sensational and fun. I love doing it with them. And, you know, so you can pull it out at certain times. But this everyday thing, not great. The other thing I do sometimes is I will put uh, Pandora on the TV because they really like watching, this is silly, but they really like watching the album covers change. But they're dancing and singing. I usually make them do toddler music. And I don't call it that, by the way, because when I called it that, the toddler station, my older kids didn't want to listen to it, even though they love it. They love that stupid station. And so I just call it the dance party station. But that's the one that has like head, shoulder, knees, and toes. And then they all dance around and it's physical and it's great. And I feel good about it. 
So I'm not saying this is what you have to do, but I'm telling you, in our American culture, I have managed to live without this. And I'm on bed rest, you guys. And you'd think all I want to do is put those kids in front of those TV because I'm tired and I don't want to watch them. But I just know it is not what I value. The price is too high. And in the end, it doesn't really help me. It makes my life harder. That's the thing that we really have to keep coming back to. That having screen zombie kids actually doesn't make our life better, even if it feels better in the short term. So, you know, I think you can rip that Band-Aid all at once, or I think you can decrease it slowly, or you can decide that what you're doing works for you. But be honest with yourself about that. Is it really working? Is it what you want for your kids and for your family culture? Or is it just easy? Because we have gotten really used to living in a a society where we kind of take the easy route, even if it's not good for us. And we all do that on so many different fronts. So I'm not pointing my finger at you. I'm pointing my finger at me. I do that all the time. But this is one thing that I stopped doing that for. And so I know that you can stop doing it too. And I will say, despite how strict I am with the kids and their screen time, I'm the worst one in the whole house. My husband doesn't really struggle with it, but I really struggle with it. And that's why I created the Digital Minimalism course because I I went through it two and a half times myself first just to see if I even could. Um, and it's still a struggle for me. And so I will completely cop to that all the time. I'm really, you know, having to pry my white knuckle grip off my phone and my iPad and my computer um, to live the life that I want to live. But I'm committed to that. I'm committed to becoming the best version of myself. And I know I can't do that if I'm sinking myself into screens and allowing my children to do the same thing. So if you have any specific questions about what we do or rules or how we came to do what we're doing, um, just reach out to me. Facebook my website, anything. I will tell you what we're doing or what we're struggling with um, and help you the best that I can. A book that came highly recommended to me, I've only read about it, I haven't read it, is Glow Kids. Um, Glow Kids and then also The Art of Screen Time, How Your Family Can Balance Digital Media and Real Life. So those are just kind of two resources that you could look at if if this is on your heart and you're wanting to change this uh, for your family. So I hope that clears up a little bit about how we live. Um, Again, if you have any questions, reach out to me. Thank you so much for listening to Coffee and Pearls and have a blessed day.